out is down because this is Slashers, a horror movie podcast brought to you by not one, not two, but three goons on whatever night we decided to record this week. Wednesday. My name is son of a bitch. Don't give away my trade secrets. <laughs> my name is Jake. And with me, as always, is my esteemed colleague, co-host and cohort, Brian. Brian, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. What's up, duders and dudettes? And with us, skulking from behind the camera in his producer's chair, getting all the credits and all the, the money from our hard labor and the sweat of our brow, <laughs> is Chad. Chad, say hello to these motherfuckers. Hello, people. I really expect you to say hello, motherfuckers. Nope. Can I get you to? <laughs> I'm classy. <laughs> so That's you're, a first. You're, yeah. You're pretty woman post-whoring. Is that what I'm getting out of this? Yeah. All right. Sick. <laughs> so. We're here, we're, we're gathered here today, I think I've done that before too, to do what movie, my friends? As above. So below. Oh, that was so romantic. Yeah. Mm, I like that. That's right. So if we refer to the movie at any point that by title, I want you guys to do the exact well, same thing. We'll see. We'll see. I want you guys to do like a, a, a Donnie and Marie style duet. <laughs> or maybe, maybe Elton John and that chick. Don't go breaking my heart. I don't know that song. Don't go breaking no, my heart. I don't. Oh, okay. I, do. I, 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 I still don't. That's the only part of the song I know. Yeah, for sure. True. <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. Jake's like, yeah, for sure. That's the only part I know. Yeah. As he goes into I full chorus. Fuck. Of course I know all the words. Like Elton John. Do you have the full leotard? Leotard that he wears? I said leotard. <laughs> leotard. That sounds like a fucking Pokemon, doesn't it? Do you have the full leotard? Can I trade you my leotard? That for your... Donnie wears. Okay. They... I know one Donnie song. You know what it is? Let's get down to business <laughs> to, to defeat. Is that a Donnie? That's a Donnie song? <laughs> yep. Wow. From, also made famous by Jackie Buttfucking Chan. You know he sings that song? I did not. It's it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan. Going back to like police story, Jackie Chan fan. And yeah. it's fucking weird to hear him sing that song or any song for that matter. Huh. I used to own every Jackie Chan movie ever made. Rumble in the Bronx is my favorite. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that broken foot sock Dude, is the funniest. Oh my <laughs> god, it's great. like a giant rubber fucking sock that looks like a tennis shoe. Yeah, but did yeah. you notice it in the actual movie? No. Yeah, fuck it's no. crazy because it's Jackie Chan. Yeah. That's right. You you don't dare ask questions of Jackie yeah, it's Chan. Like, you just get told when people <laughs> when people reference Rush Hour and they're like, oh yeah, it's Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, that's right. It's Chris. They're like, oh, Chris Tucker is hilarious, right? He makes the movie, and you're like, nah, nope, mm, hard pass. Nope, you gotta have Jackie. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I was thinking about something with Jackie Chan, and then my brain escaped because I was thinking of Chris Tucker doing that bzzz from Fifth Element. <laughs> what was the other one? He was uh, oh, he dr- was in drunken... that Silver Linings Playbook, and I was like, oh my god, he's on screen again. That's so weird. Drunken Shaolin Monk. Was oh, Legend drunken... of Drunken, drunken Master. Yeah. Drunken Master is my favorite. That one. Of his That's movies. a great one. Absolutely. So, quick question: How long until we get famous enough that a band like Ash does a song like Kung Fu with a name drop us specifically? <laughs> you, know, that, that, you should mm. remember because in Rumble in the Blancs, Blancs, in the Blancs, I'm thinking of like Lego bricks. I, I kind of want to make a Lego brick version. R- of Rumble in the Blocks, yeah, that'd be fucking the sweet. Roblox version of it. Like Lego's, like no, we're distancing ourselves from that terrible idea. But yeah, so if you're in a band, Kyle Tricol and the Strangers, or any other flat fucking bands that we have pimped mercilessly on this show in the hidden tracks, <laughs> which are uh, audio exclusive, by the way. If you're in one of those bands, name drop slashers podcast at gmail.com or whatever you want to do. Not telling you how to live your life, but that would make my life a hell of a lot easier for your five listeners to come 
double our five listeners, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody? Nah, same. No, our numbers are really good. I'm really surprised by the Facebook support because I hate Facebook. I've and been I stopped slamming Facebooking it. for years. And now we're like, <laughs> Brian, do you want to read off the oh. statistics that you found? Where it's like, your fan interaction has gone up one million yeah. percent. Hold, 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 please. Let me let me pull this up. This is fucking astronomical here. <laughs> yeah, this is this is uh, Captain Ginyu with the fucking scouter, right? Hey, guys. Okay, so <laughs> that's you my know. anime reference. Are you happy? After My Empire Hunter D last week, now I know all the animes. Yeah, that's, that's very good. <laughs> Keep going. That's, that's good. I like it. So you know, considering this is our first and ever month that we've continuously used facebook well we deleted the old facebook because there was an issue and then we started a new one and so then it's and then nothing. so it went from nothing to like us going fucking hard like non-stop raw dog, <laughs> raw dog. <laughs> insights for our slashers podcast page says that our new page likes has it's it's low it's the lowest out of the statistics yeah fifty-five thousand five hundred percent <laughs> that is our new page likes our post reach is up 10,000 and it is, is that, I'm trying to count here. One, two, three, four, <laughs> 1,034,900% is our post reach. So thank you guys. <laughs> thank you. You've done us a great service. <laughs> and our uh, post engagement, I mean, slightly above the new page likes, it's only at 84,250%. So. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious like facebook wait there have been a couple people who are a little fucking weird i'm not gonna lie but you know you know there are people out there because you block them too i'm sure but i have to say it's so refreshing compared to instagram because instagram people are like "Ooh, i don't know if i can follow you right because i don't want to give up my my follow ratio but there are people who like literally stalk our fucking instagram where it's like i like everything you put out but i won't follow you because i can't be known to follow you and i'm like Come on, right, motherfucker. Right, right. You know how hard it is to come up with a new meme every day. And what's so crazy about it is <laughs> Facebook is so wild and free. Somebody doesn't oh. even have to look at who like requested to friend them. They're just like add. Yeah. Add. Add. Yeah. Add. I don't care. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? Oh, you could have somebody messaging you at three in the morning and be like, hi, dear. Like, Whoa. Although, although, I mean, apparently there's just from the pages and the people that I've spam followed, uh, <laughs> there's like been like a rash of like pe- like girls saying like I've been getting like a bunch of dick pics like sent. And they're so like so sad. Oh, yeah, it's that's no bueno. But you well, know. like we talked. To I mean, I would put I would put those fuckers on blast. But you know, yeah. Well, I always um, I like when people use whatever means that they can on Facebook or whatever to find that person's mom and then send oh, the dick no. pic to the mom. Oh no! You heard people doing that. Oh, yeah, they take a screen cap so they can show that it was the son who sent it and they sent it that to the mom. Ugh. I mean, but it's like, that's like as bad as it gets, yeah, I feel I like. mean, if, if push comes to shove, handle it. The mom? The dick? Handle it? No, as in... <laughs> okay, I was like, what the fuck? No, as in, as if, come on, guys. As in, as in, send, as in, if... if Just if slapping I, the dick like it's it's a whack-a-mole? If a, dick, if, if a dick, if a dick, if a dick gets sent to you, Turn it around and send it to the mom. Like, Up his it, ass. Like, fucking send that shit. Don't hesitate. Like, you should shame the fuck out of them. <laughs> Unless you're a girl who, in my single days, I send a dick pic to. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> oh, no. If you still have it, you know, send it our way. I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. The last thing you ever I'm, see I'm will like... be an eight-year-old picture of my dick. <laughs> and not a picture of my dick when, when I was eight, eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where you were going, <laughs> fuck boy. <laughs> and then, and then, oddly enough, I'm like, wait, 
I know that freckle. Whoa, <laughs> no. Brian, my secret oh. molester who was like seven months older than me. Oh, it's creepy. So would you guys like some trivia on as above? So below. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to let you guys powwow over there. I have rights and principles too, yeah, fuckers. Well, fuck it. Okay. With permission from the French authorities, the film was shot in the real catacombs of Paris. They just weren't allowed to take anything or disturb what was there. They had to add other things. Yeah, that's that's fucking sweet because the bones, super right. like, super real. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm I'm sure climbing over all of those bones, they weren't real bones, or were those actual I would bones really that, hope they were, that they weren't? I mean, like that's what I was like history, right? <laughs> like they yeah. showed like a bunch of cool bones stacked up together and whatnot, and then it shows them like climbing up a, a rubble of bones, and I'm like. I hope it's not actual. Yeah, I don't know. When they're moving, they didn't seem too real. Yeah. All right. I've been around a lot of bones. (laughs) Damn bones. So I feel like they should have emphasized that a lot more in the promotional materials because that itself is kind of unique and cool. But the promotional materials for this movie are fucking rad. We were talking about it because the inverted Eiffel Tower mimics the shape of the nine circles of hell. It's like a sexual position. Eiffel Tower. The the inverted. I just put my... I was, you left me hanging and I look like a sick child, you sick fuck. Oh my gosh. Here, Eiffel Tower this way. Uh, have you ever seen that episode of the IT crowd? It's my favorite IT crowd episode because that's the one where they play D&D. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. You are fucking kidding me right now. Nope. Oh, dude. We're doing I just, a watch I just party wish you guys could just replay this over and over again. Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Especially the way you said it. I was doing a British accent, okay? <laughs> yeah, British. Sounds awful German to me. Why don't you just shut up? You brown head, brown bearded fuck. I wasn't me. Who was that? I, I think I'm going to take one of those uh, angry Hitler memes where he has to break down and add new subtitles where it's just me yelling at you. <laughs> and then Brian finds the first time to reference the fact that I made fun of an 18-month-old baby and said things that he was a racist. <laughs> Our friend's kid. Oh, poor <laughs> Oh, yeah. I tried to leave his name out of it, but okay. My bad. <laughs> well, here's a great thing. Whenever I censor something on the audio version, it's, it'll Chad get, does not censor it. In the it'll, get, it'll get censored. He doesn't censor it in the video one. No. So, oh, never mind. Oh, it's so funny. Because like, <laughs> oh, there are some times where I'll do like the creative censorship where it's not a, an offensive word just to make it funny. Right. And then Chad just leaves it alone. Like, you know what you are? You're that fucking magician guy on Fox with a shitty mask who would, like, break all the rules and show everybody. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Nope. You, sick fuck. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? Magic tricks revealed or whatever? On uh, It's a no. guy who had, like... I mean, I know. I've oh, heard about yes. It, the black, the, the black the, mask okay. looked like yes, he was one of the yes. fucking fat ninja kids. He seemed like he was, like, the uh, smoke version of Sub-Zero. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, I could take that. Okay. okay. I always liked that character, just to be... Come a hundred percent honest with you guys. I like really. Him. <laughs> All huh. right. He's aesthetic. I mean, he's like look, fucking ninja Batman. Why not? I always like the uh, robot ninjas, cyborg, Cartax or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cyback. Wow. I was a Street Fighter guy. I don't know. I'm not yeah. good at it. The, one of the fatalities I think was like where he like essentially a compactor came out of his stomach and then like crushed people. Hell yeah. Yeah. It was you know what sweet. I saw at a okay. So I was in Colorado in Fun Valley. And there was an arcade, which was a sight to behold. Nothing fucking worked. All of the pool tables were uneven. (laughs) I mean, it was a shit show. But the one in the corner that worked, Samurai Showdown 2. Do you guys ever remember that game? Nope. Oh, Brian. 
pretty you, sweet. You, you keep saying that you want a Contra arcade console in here. We need to get that shit. Oh, also, if you have any recommendations on emulators, we were kind of looking at Super Nintendo high HDMI emulators. There are so many. I got anxious, like literally heart palpitations anxious, sent a few to you guys and then put my phone down because it was worrying me. <laughs> so if you have any that you'd recommend for our studio, our palatial studio, please let us know. <laughs> Moving on. It'll basically be Brian just playing video games as everybody else is setting up <laughs> as per usual. Well, better than picking your navel, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Ooh, well, well, last week, you got a nice little nap in on the floor. You oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was a rough one. Oh. It was rough. I mean, what we didn't start till I don't know. 10, it was super late. At Eleven. Night. Yeah. 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 I think so. And we all work in the morning. <laughs> Cheers to that, guys. Oh yeah. And I had to be an Oxnard the next morning, and Oxnard sucks. <laughs> no punchline. This I, film is in no way related to the 1973 film of the same name. Which brief synopsis? It's a movie involving 15 children being locked in a room who discover that they are not alone. Kind of want to do that one next. Huh. Dark, that right? sounds super fucking creepy. You know it those like one sentence horror stories? That's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So the title comes from, there's a couple ways you can get there. Matthew 610 has the prayer that ends on earth as it is in heaven. So as effectively in this version, as below, so above. Right. And then there are other versions. Our father art in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right, do what's best as above, so below is one of the translations. It's also from the Emerald Tablet, which was a manuscript meant to inform you of the secrets of the Philosopher's Stone. So some people have been critical of the link between the Philosopher's Stone and Dante Alighieri's work. I actually don't think it's that bad. Huh. Okay. Interesting. So Virgil was in Limbo and Minos. These are just two little notes I wanted to put. Minos, when I get into that later, he is effectively St. Peter, but for hell, because he tells you which circle you're going to. So just know those two names because those are the only ones that you actually need to know in terms of mythology besides Dante, obviously. Okay. okay. Cool. Uh, so we have King Satan did a song called As Above, So Below on a 2017 record called King Fucking Satan. <laughs> okay. uh, Angel Witch did a song and Comsat Angels did a song. I haven't listened to any of them. Did, do any of those sound awesome? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to check them out just because I check out all kinds of music. So. Nope. King fucking Satan. I thought that for sure that was, I mean, I was, I put that on a hook and I put power bait on it and I threw it over there and you were just like, nibble. <laughs> I'll check it out. I mean, just because I haven't fucking heard it doesn't mean I won't. No, I'm saying what sounded best to, to try out. Oh, King Satan. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Absolutely. Angel Witch. No offense, I mean, I'm going to check out, like, I'm going to check out all of those. So hell yeah, we're going to do it. But we already have a hidden track for this week. Sorry, fuckers. Moving on. Seems like it would be a doom metal. Almost like one of those like very heavy, slow Ugh. deep bass sludge fucking... yes oh, exactly. i love sludge yes. so much yes that's you know how what I'm hard it is it. to describe sludge metal to people who don't get it i yeah, don't I, mean, I have no idea what you guys are talking about i feel like all. i feel like it's like a <laughs> fine line between like the doom and the sludge when doom, it comes sludge and stoner are super close very close very close like uh, and that's like coming from old a guy in a drug-free mind shirt and i'm like stoner <laughs> metal's great old, old school stuff so like my dying bride oh hell like yeah. old school my dying bride where it's just like songs are like fucking 12 minutes long. <laughs> it also feels like you're like a funeral march. Yeah, like, absolutely. I love it. Yep. We'll send you some shit, Chad. We're going to make you a Chad, Chad won't listen to it. I will not. Yes, you will. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Chad's like, I've listened to it like four times. So? <laughs> so? <laughs> Ew. I'm not a music guy. Sorry. Yeah, specifically chapter. Um... <laughs> Ew, caca, don't say it. I actually sent that to both of you to warn you. 
<laughs> because you memorized when it is. Every line. <laughs> Honestly, like I just fiddled with my phone instead of listening to that part. And I just kept fiddled pressing. with his phone <laughs> quotes. Advancing 15 seconds at a time. I'm flying. To get oh my God, it feels like I'm flying. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Is that how he describes her orgasm? Yes. Fuck. I just, like, I literally fast forwarded. I couldn't handle it. It was so gross. You're welcome. It makes no sense. Oh. Why would he do that? Anyway, this is not the Stephen King it we'll podcast. We'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll get worry. there. It's coming I mean, in August, motherfuckers. I feel like after so many weeks of consistent, like, us talking about this <laughs> fucking book and movie by the time it actually happens they're like oh thank fucking god and they're gonna feel like they're flying right it's gonna be this orgasmic release like finally (laughs) all right the budget statistics get into it five million dollars return on investment 41.9 million dollars fucking killed it fucking killed it that's pretty damn as far as a as far as a horror flick that's that's extremely well yeah i mean this is what you want in a horror film horror films are classically low cost low budget high yield it's something that a lot of people like to see in a communal relationship, like at a theater. So you get that versus like a drama. I don't give a fuck about your drama. I could watch your drama on my phone on the way to church. Right, right. Which exactly. I'm gonna burn down. Do you happen? Do you happen? Whoa, to, whoa. Do you happen to notice the uh, the runtime? You mean 93 minutes? Oh, perfect. So good. Spectacular. <laughs> For a second there, I, he had me worried that it was gonna be like 66 minutes point six seconds or something. I was like, nah. Oh, it's no. fucking beautiful. If it was, I mean, come on now. It makes sense. It would. Oh, but there's nine circles of hell. So 93 minutes. There you go. Huh. And three goes into nine. Well, and then also you have Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso from Dante Alighieri's uh, works. So that's where three comes up. You lost me. No, it's good. (laughs) I did a good job. So anyway, the opening window was August 29th, 2014. Opening weekend, $8.3 million. They're already making butt fucking money off that first weekend. That's awesome for a horror film. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. All right, we move on. The week after Leprechaun Origins came out is when this came out. Ugh. You don't like it? I don't. It's not good. It's terrible. I wouldn't say terrible. It's not good. So here's the thing I feel like for found footage films, they always do well. It seems like because the the budget is nothing. Right. Yeah. And holding a steady cam compared to having the camera rigs and all that. If you if you advertise this properly. It doesn't matter what it is. It's a See, found footage film. Right. Blair, looks- Blair, Witch, Blair Witch is fucking perfect example. Yeah, my yeah. wife actually remembered the trailer from this from 2014. Oh. And she never had seen it. So that's how effective the marketing was. She didn't know the name. She didn't know who was in it. And she again, just remembered the way that they presented it. And that's I, cool. I feel like the stylistically, and I'm sure people have probably done studies as far as like why found footage films work. Regardless of what it is, like the Chernobyl, Chernobyl, and all that, for me, I can see myself in their shoes, right? Yeah. Right, like and you're like, oh, I can, I can, I can see myself doing this home video kind of fucking thing, even though they're he, it's like a cameraman. You can imagine yourself going down into the cabin. Yeah, it's real raw, and you're able to like have a lot of like sneaky jump scares because yeah. it's super easy to do. Exactly, you can like, control the camera so the, much. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. in if we're doing a wide perspective, you see Frankenstein walking from the you know the back of the shot to the front of the shot. But if it's you and you turn around, it's there. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that makes it more relatable. Now, what's your favorite found footage film? I'll go first because I've already rehearsed this in my brain. Cloverfield. Fuck you. So many people hate that movie, but imagine. Like, this is something that always drives me crazy about kaiju films because I'm kind of a nerd and I love them all. 
imagine the scale of devastation. And that's like the one kaiju arguably film that really encapsulates you are a speck and this is a giant monster that rips through steel girders as if it was tissue cloth. Yeah. So I thought that one was really good. I liked the movie a lot, uh, but when it came out, I felt like there was just so much found footage films already that were like coming out. Fatigue. It, it, yeah, it basically turned me off from it. And I don't even like found footage films that much, but I did enjoy the original, uh, what is it, uh, Paranormal or... Paranormal Activity? Yeah, Paranormal Activity. Real good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like, there's a lot of good camera work, and it's also that he kind of props the camera up a little sometimes, so it's not, you know, so shaky. Yeah. Um, so I think that also helped me enjoy that film even more. Those static shots actually really serve to make it a dynamic film because when it's static are the times where the most happens, like when she gets ripped down the hallway. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Fun fact, the most profitable film of all time. Really? Statistically. Yeah, wow, absolutely. He paid crazy. for it all by himself because I think the guy was working as like a software engineer or something like that. And this was like his passion project over the weekends. And <laughs> then the amount of money that it made in the sequel wow. spawned, even itself, not even including the sequels, it, it had the lowest budget and the highest reward. Huh. Brian, what's your favorite found footage? <laughs> Snooze alert. It's this one. <laughs> no, you know what? I actually had recommended this one that we cover. Yeah. And it's the wife and I's favorite film as far as found footage. So that's romantic. She, she doesn't typically like horror films. You know, I've slowly turned her to the dark side, but playing the she, long con. She had also she recommended this one a lot. And you she were like, also fine already. She also said that, you know, she would turn off her horsey podcast and listen to this episode. <laughs> so cheers, babe. Oh, she has awesome. a horsey podcast. Yeah. Is she like a brony thing. Oh, no. Never tell you guys <laughs> the time that I accidentally ended up in a brony like clan on Destiny. That's awesome. Because I don't know. Maybe I was doing Destiny wrong. But you had in order to get on a clan, you had to go through the desktop version of Bungie or whatever. And me, so I clicked the first one, which is something about stallions. And I was like, OK, cool. Italian, Italian, whatever, right? <laughs> so I'm playing with this guy for like 45 minutes. Seems totally normal. I'm like, all right, this is cool. What's up, bro? You want to meet at Furry Fest? Not like not that overt, but like you know, in playing Borderlands, you know, it's silly, it's fun. No, I I never once had drama there. So I thought, okay, this is this is my new Borderlands. This is cool. And the guy's like, so what got you into My Little Pony? And his voice had like changed into like rape voice, and I was like, oh. God, what is this? And I, I just muted him. And then he literally was like standing in front of me and blocking me and to try and get me to unmute him. And then I just had to quit. And I was like, OK, I'm never playing this game again. Wow. I literally haven't played it since. Huh. So uh, when we went camping, my wife's nephew was like, oh, hey, what about uh, Destiny 2? What about Destiny 1? I'm like, not doing it. He's like, oh, you have <laughs> Xbox? I was like, no, I don't. Don't even ask. <laughs> so we're moving on. Directed and written by John Eric Dodal. And it was co-written by his brother, Drew. Drew Dodal sounds like a fake name. Yes. Yes. yes it I is. hope it's Andrew Dodal. That sounds a little bit less fake. Drew Dodal sounds like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> sounds like Drew's diddling his Dodal. <laughs> Aren't Dodals extinct? <laughs> Dodos? It was a joke, Chad. Chad's uh, <laughs> like this. Um, I'm ac- very literal? Um, actually. <laughs> um, did you know that you're fucking wrong? <laughs> So this guy is also responsible for doing Quarantine, which isn't bad, and no, Devil, bad. which it's is surprisingly competent for a movie that takes place in an elevator. What was I, that? Yeah, I actually Devil? enjoyed Devil. Which I think was it was directed really by M. Night Shyamalan, but I think he wrote it. I did, yes. I did not see it. And that's, I think, what surprised me, because that was after he had a lot of flop. M. Night, a lot uh, of flops. And then he had flops after that. Wasn't it like the Awakening <laughs> one or whatever? M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong? Yeah, yeah. When the plants kill the people. 
Was this after uh, he? That's the that's happening. A happening. The happening. happening yeah. Yeah. Is this with, after uh, he butt fucked the last Airbender with Mark? Uh, I think so. Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberger. Wahlburgers. Marky Mark. Those are actually good burgers. Are they? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Had them in Vegas. Gordon Ramsay has a delightful veggie burger. Oh, I think I, uh, shit, the last though? M Night movie I saw was uh, the town. No, the village. The village. Yeah. With like the twist was like it was okay. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I feel like it was somewhere in between. If I had never seen an M Night movie and had no expectation of a twist, I think I'd like it. But I was sitting there going, "That's it. That's the twist." Yes, I agree with that completely. I was not pleased with that movie what is it's they're like a super hardcore like amish village right (laughs) a lot of the shots like visually were really nice and done well but yeah yeah i don't know boring we're moving on nicknames snick names brick names dick names there we go all right perdita weeks as scarlet i told you about this i already have the name picked and if either of these gentlemen tell you otherwise, they are kicked off the show. Kicked off the show. Guts for <laughs> he garbage. told us earlier. So, Laura Croft, British yeah, it's, brunette, DSL. It's, it's whatever. You are kidding me. She does riddles. <laughs> she runs. She's in the dark. She's in a tomb, and she's raiding the tomb for the philosopher. Yeah, no, stone. that's good. That's good. Absolutely. But she needed hey, a man's help, and Laura Croft does we'll, not. We'll go ahead and agree with you because we don't want to get kicked off the show. Forget it. I'm leaving. <laughs> don't imply that I am a fascist. <laughs> I really am. I'm gonna go battle. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> oh shit. So she was in Spice World, Ready Player One, and Stig of the Dump. I have no idea what that is. Stig of the Dump. I don't know what it is. I feel like that's what Chad's gonna do right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Blush twice. All right. You know that old expression like measure twice, cut once? <laughs> <laughs> I think for Chad we need to reverse that to cut twice. Yeah. Blush <laughs> twice during the process. Don't kill Jake's plumbing. Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to snake the drain. I mean, he, he. do you like the colors inside your bathroom? Because he's probably painting the walls. Oh, well, <laughs> luckily, it's an off brown. Or what, is there not such a thing as an off brown? It's brown. This is terracotta brown. <laughs> oh, so gross. So then we have Ben Feldman as George. You might remember him. He's Jonah on Superstore. He was in Friday the 13th, 2009. And Cloverfield. Oh, oh shit. I feel like you just talked about that. I did. Huh. About that. I don't know if those are things that are mutually exclusive in my brain or if I had one and the other from the research I did. Oh, okay. Honestly, the names on this one are kind of lame. So <laughs> uh, I was going to call him Jonah just because I watched Superstore. Do you watch that show? Mm-mm. As far as office clones go, it's pretty okay. I feel like, so what were you going to call him? Well, Jonah's his character's name. We could call him Superstore. Jonah's his name? I thought it was George. In, in Superstore, it's Jonah. Oh, got it, got it. I was just going to call him the fixer. Oh, that's way complimentary. That I sounds mean, cool. He essentially, yeah, he, he's a cog. He maker. solves things, yeah. right? I mean, I don't know. Seems kind of simple, but. Oh, his name in real life is Simple ben. Brian. Check this out, Brian. His <laughs> name in real life is Ben. He fixed a giant clock in the movie. He Big, be ben. Big Ben. Big Ben? Yep. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> that one worked. Yeah. Edwin Hodge <laughs> as Benji. He was in Big Mama's House, The Purge, Purge Anarchy, and Purge Election Year. Huh. What's the theme here? He really likes the purge. So I was thinking we instead of Benji, we could call him binge or bingey. <laughs> Mine is, because you bingey and purge. I don't know. Mine's super not PC. Get ready for it. No. Token. Uh, <laughs> but is it's a democracy I mean, you all can pick. I mean, he is literally the only black guy in the film. Yeah. It's yeah. If you're and if shocker, you're, he dies. 
but second. But he's also an <laughs> illegitimate father. <laughs> so yeah, we can yeah. Call so it. who said something worse here? <laughs> I was token uh, or illegitimate father. I was just furthering your point. I was helping <laughs> you, <laughs> so we can call him that. Uh, Francois Seville as Papillon, which, if I'm not mistaken, is butterfly. Pupusa. In... Yeah, Pupusa's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been calling him all night. Marion Lambert as Susie, uh, the Banshees, right? Susie and the Banshees. Susie and the Banshees. Uh, That's what she's actually named for. Right? Exactly. It's yeah. a reference. So you so want to just call her, her before? You want to just call her the Banshee? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have <laughs> Hamadreza. Jab. Hamadreza sounds like something you say when you get like. Uh, spider web in your tongue <laughs> as Reza he's the the boy who lived he's like the only why does he survive this fucking movie he makes like a weird triangle at the end yeah I don't, I don't understand he's like oh I haven't seen my son in so long and you're like wait so you should die yeah yeah <laughs> yeah prick well he denies he even had a son is yeah right yeah 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 there's two bastard fathers fathers of bast whatever yes Anyway, anything for him? Are I mean, we, I, cool would, I was just going to call him Zed because that's his name and it almost sounds like a nickname. Zed. Zed. Okay. I'm cool with that. What is the, what was the show? Zed? Zed the Destroyer? Zed's Dead? No, no it was yeah, Alien. Yeah, yeah. The Alien. I think it is Zed the Destroyer. Something like that. Zerg. Isn't that Buzz Zerg was No, but Zerg was his little Oh, Zed. Minion. Lord Zed Lord from Z- Mighty Morton Power Rangers. No. No, no, no. There's like a cartoon about... How does Jake, oh, how does Jake not know about I a fucking just, cartoon? I fucking name dropped the Jewish Ooh. awesome like, blood man. <laughs> well, someone's getting aggressive. Well, hey, I think that it's awesome that they had him and Rita Repulsa having a proper Jewish wedding. How cool is that? I Listen remember trivia. here, fuck boy. Oh, you did not. <laughs> Are you finding it? Oh, because it doesn't exist because it's fake. Is that what you're Googling, Chad? Zed. Zed. Okay. You put in Zed Destroyer, <laughs> then the- Zed the Destroyer. <laughs> Didn't change anything. Zed. Just type in Zed uh, cartoon. Oh. Okay. Drum roll. This is really great TV, guys. Cartoon Network. Gen Zed. What the fuck? Why would I fucking I have know no that? Idea. No. I could have sworn it was Zed. I, yeah, that's what I thought too. All right. This guy, right? This dude? Yeah. That's a asshole. I would have totally known Invader Zim. That's one of my favorite cartoon uh, shows of all time. You don't what? Listen here, fuck boy. Oh my god. <laughs> I cannot with you right now. We're not friends anymore, Chad. Because it's Gur. Because Gur. <laughs> you, you are my Gur. <laughs> I have two Gurs. How the fuck did this happen? You're welcome. I would love to do an entire episode on Invader Zim. Is it horrifying enough? I feel like it is. No, it, totally it is a visually Absolutely. fucked show. Yeah. The whole like weird fucking parents that they. The robot like, ones the that he has ro- that are animatronic. Fake. Yeah. Oh, it's robot. so gross. <laughs> yeah. Fucking awesome. I also think it's an awesome parody of Charlie Brown. How cool would it be if they made like a, I mean, uh, maybe live action. No, um, I could see it being awesome. It'd be fucking the cool. It's way too high for it to continue as a cartoon show, but. Yeah, there is a super like solid following. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Jonan Vasquez is the guy who created. He also did Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, which I never got really into that, but mm-hmm. I really love this. It's kind of like with you guys have heard me rant about Robert Kirkman, right? Where I love, love, love Invincible, but I've never liked The Walking Dead. And this is kind of the same thing where everybody's always over here going, "No, but you need to try this thing." And I'm like, "Look, I know what I like. Back <laughs> the fuck off, or I'm going to jettison you into space." <laughs> Walking oh. Dead sucks. Eiffel Tower. Woo! Yes. If you have any questions or complaints, please send them to hr at 
flasherspod.com, which doesn't <laughs> we'll exist. We'll be happy to ignore them. <laughs> You'll get a good bounce back email. All right, let's move on to the recapitation. Which one of you sluts is doing it? Brian. Wait, Brian. what? Recapitation. Recapitation. I was not ready for this. No, 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 no. It's fine. Brian, no, do it. No, 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 wow. <laughs> How quickly the tune has changed. So, girl goes. Hold on. Did you just say girl goes to? <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I hate you so much. Dude, it's so funny. We've had multiple people since the Facebook resurgence like reach out. Oh, the So I Married an Ex Murder episode's my favorite. I'm like, oh, just wait. You're gonna get real sick of the beat poetry real fast. Girl goes into Iran. Yeah, <laughs> Iran, so far away. Oh god. And <laughs> sorry. Uh, girl goes in search of Sorcerer Stone. Ends up going to Iran and then Paris. She manipulates everyone to help her because she's a girl. A girl. She has oh, boobs. Oh shit. <laughs> she has boobs. Boobs. She's got the power of the vag. Actually, I have, I have boobs too. I'm wondering if you, I can. Dude, manipulate you don't got me beat. Come on. Come on. I got a solid like B. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they go into the catacombs underneath Paris. Run into some crazy shit. Shenanigans. Uh, yeah. And end up going to hell and all its layers. <laughs> it's layered splendor. <laughs> and then, yeah, she comes out. It's like a seven layer dip of hell. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I really want to make like a really spicy dip now and call it like Dante Alguerri's <laughs> nine layer dip. It has to be nine layer dip. How fucking cool with that? Dude, I think yeah. that'd be awesome. It has to have like hot Cheetos in it. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Takis. Takis for sure. Oh, okay, Takis. Whatever. Okay, we could unite forces. Have you heard the hot Cheetos and Takis song? No. What? You guys are fucking kidding me right now. Do you sit at like. Do you go to work and just sit hot on the Cheetos and Takis? Hot Cheetos and Takis. I can't get enough. I, I don't have know. never. It's like, wait, check it out. It's I feel an like after it's like a program that taught these kids to do musical talent. Or I have a have pen. I have, have an, an apple. apple. <laughs> pen apple, apple. <laughs> <laughs> or apple pen. Have you not heard that? No. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what? Wow. Oh, okay. No well, then, you know, right. do it your own, I guess. Okay. Here's another one. I showed my coworkers today. That's it's 12 years old. Show me your genitals. Genitals. Show me your genitals. Genitalia. Nope. nope nothing. <laughs> Never what? heard of it. Nope. Dude, you gotta YouTube that. But That's you know hilarious. what? I mean, I feel like we all came together earlier before the episode. Maya. 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 Oh, yeah. You can book us as well. You're welcome, guys. Dude, <laughs> we just rock a pella this shit. All right, can we move on, please, for the love of fucking God? <laughs> All right, we're going to do... Dun-dun-dun, say my prayer. So the way the movie starts out, it has Lara Croft, I feel like. She's I waiting guess, a tomb. I guess is well, Lara Croft. It starts off with her in a bus, and she's yes, like, I'm going to explain to you what hijabs are and why. <laughs> yeah, so she, she's basically getting filmed explaining why she's going to Iran so far away. And <laughs> Thank you. Their white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> and how much of, a, of how crazy it is to actually be there. They're saying like, okay, well, if you get caught going to different tombs, they will bury you and then... For some reason, I feel like it should just be stoning. But she's like, they take a stone wall and they push it over you. So they build a stone wall and then they push it over you. That sounds like way too much That's work. That's craftsmanship is what that is. <laughs> it sounds like way too much work. Quick question. You made the reference to that I ran so far away. Oh, I did? You hmm. did. 
Now, quick thing. Uh, <laughs> is it worth making a meme out of a flock of Smeagles from <laughs> Lord of the Rings? No. Why? Why is Smeagol even involved in any of this? I take Smeagol very seriously. Yeah. Gandalf titties over here. It's not usual for Gandalf titties to be staring at me. This is why you need to watch the YouTube version because you will see Brian's breasticles. You're welcome. Sort of. Covered in hair. Yeah, but you know what's perfect is uh, Gandalf's chesticles are right here. And it's like within his beard. And I got my nipple, but it's covered in black. You know so it's great? almost like a 3D beard. Coming out of the tattoo. When you get old, your yes, chest hair is going to be white and you're going to have white beard yes, on Yes, Gandalf the white. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Oh, that's great. And then I'm just going to shave everything but that. Hell yeah. <laughs> A little magical tuft. Oh. You know what would be great? So here's the thing. We need, Brian, I need you to make eye contact with me right now. This is a very serious mm, recommendation. Okay. When your chest hair gets white and you make Gandalf's chest white, your his facial hair white on your tattoo of him on your chest, I want to take a red magic marker and turn him into Santa Claus once a year. <laughs> Fair enough. Hell yeah. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So she's in the tomb. She finds the, what is it, Rose Key? Yeah. Well, I mean, she she's she meets up at Reza, right? And she apparently, um, he knows her father. And he, he makes comments saying, you know, hey, you know, your father went mad. You know, I hope you don't go down the same path. Clearly, she seems like she's going down the same path. Because he's like, an estranged father, by the way, Laura Croft. Right. By the way, you know, they're about to demo this fucking hole that's connected to my house. (laughs) So let's hurry the fuck up. So they go down into the tunnel. Um, They see a bunch of security guards. They kind of hide. It's very tense moment. I like it. Right off the bat, it seems like it's. it's a tense movie. Yeah, you know well, I mean? That's more suspenseful than a lot of the stuff that happens underground. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because, um, well, it's it, it show it's it's believe. I don't want to say none of the other stuff is believable, but you can understand the seriousness in them sneaking into something that is about to be demoed, and there's like armed guards everywhere because it's like no, they will shoot you. That in is something face. more believable <laughs> than. Uh, some satanic figure down in the fucking tombs. Yeah. So um, they're hiding. They get away from the people. They come across a inscriptions on the wall, right? And from the inscription, she somehow discerns that um, she needs to break a hole <laughs> yeah. through the wall. They don't really explain why she's like, okay, you know what? This is where I need to break through this. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to Hulk smash it. Yeah. She's like, I go, you know, girl power, whatever. But I'm like, oh, this fucking cute little petite girl. She's like, yeah, and just like fucking destroys it. And they find a bull, right? The Brahma bull. They find the yes. rock. Yes. The rock is literally fucking head. <laughs> and he's doing the people's eyebrow. <laughs> no, so they find they find a bull statue, apparently is the rose key. And that is what is needed to translate stuff later on in the film. Right. Yes. It's like a key. Uh, essentially almost like a map right yeah so she's able to take film or take video of all of the inscriptions within the row within the rose key the sirens are blaring it's very high intensity as far as kind of like the anxiety factor and i feel like for sure i feel like that's what really i don't want to say triggered but like for michelle she was she's a very kind of anxiety driven person when it comes to watching films 
Like it like drives up her anxiety when she can put herself into the film itself. Right. Right. And so she like right off the bat, she was just like, oh, fuck. This is a fucking <laughs> great movie, you know? Yeah. So they demo the place. She barely makes it out. And you kind of get your first glimpse of like found footage where it's like her scrambling up through the, the debris. And do like, you notice the, the guy in the background? Well, yeah. I did not. That's the thing. It's so frantic that you don't see her dad literally hang yeah, in the background. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, dude. There's like a quick pause and she like looks and he's hanging from the ceiling. That's cool. It's a really cool effect because right. it, it, it sets go back and see that. As soon as she opens that little tomb thing, as soon as she raids the tomb, if you will. <laughs> huh. all this, the huh. I wonder why, you, why you're <laughs> referencing that. I don't know. <laughs> did you know that? Okay, hey, so I, had, I, feel like, I feel like we should make a poll for all of our nicknames. So I feel we like we sh- should make a poll and shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, she barely makes it out. Reza grabs her arm. And you know what? I, I have to make a, a point of saying how selfish she fucking is, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, he reminded her multiple times, like, we should not be here. Let's leave now. She's like, no, no, just he a even says, bit more. I have a family. I want to get out. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> Can we talk about, can we go skip to the end of the movie so I can make a point about her? Because I'm going to kind of refer to it throughout. <laughs> it, it's bullshit that you get to the ninth layer of hell that is saved for betrayers and nobody dies. It should be her who dies. She betrays these people and their trust and she abuses them in order to get what she wants. Right. She does it to Reza. Yeah, but you know she does what? It to all these guys. Bing, bomb, boom. It, <laughs> I feel like essentially it's not within the moment. It's what's happened in the past. That's all that we're judged. It's not something that's happened like at the moment, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can so she that. she's making peace with not accepting the phone call from her dad. She uh him not I don't have a problem with that. I actually like that she atones for it, but I want my idea is that she atones but she still dies. Like when a, a killer comes so, back to that So so essentially scare. both of those guys jump down and they live the fall. And then she just like fucking just gets destroyed. Yeah, cuz she has an atone for the fact that what she's doing right there. I was hoping that at the end, when they kept going deeper and deeper, when they actually came out into the world again, it would just be like Satan's asshole. Yeah, just like super hell. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, we really are out. But, you know, super Dude, hell. Super it's hell like- sounds so fun. Like- <laughs> that sounds like a video game that needs to be made. And if you want to make it and then sell it to us for a dollar that we could then sell on the app store for $5, that'd be great. Any fans? Nobody? Okay, cool. <laughs> Moving on. She then is being interviewed about her goals for the Philosopher's Stone, and she effectively says, I don't give a fuck about the stone. I want the truth of it. And that's something that somebody who is very up their own ass says. Yeah. You don't want to live forever? I mean, then you get the name drop of Nicholas Flamel, and I was like, oh my God, Harry Potter. Harry. (laughs) You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a snake face on the back of somebody's turban head. (laughs) Did you you happen to think that um, how upfront Benji was with asking her about her father committing yeah, yeah. suicide. You're like, whoa, <laughs> that just went straight into it. Like yeah. and no the beating look on her face is good of like, I'm trying to keep on a straight face, but I hate you right now. Yeah, no beating yeah, around the bush like, at why? all. Why? Because he killed himself and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure that. So then, you know, they talk about the mystery of Flamel and the fact that he was buried and then great robbers tried to st- you know, raid his tomb, if you will, and didn't find a body. And ah, that's the mystery of where he is. 
And then she, with her receding hairline like uh, Nicolas Cage in National <laughs> Treasure, sets off on a grand quest, right? Right, right. So yeah. so she, you know, she happens to mention that she doesn't really know how to translate any of this. So it's she's all Greek like, to me. Yeah. But so she, she manipulates another man. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, it just so happens that I this we're in the same city as another guy who knows how to translate this. And Who's it's funny dick I have tasted because <laughs> because George like clearly doesn't want to talk to her, but she she's like, oh no, I have this motherfucker on GPS. I know exactly where he is. Almost yeah, he's as like as working, if she betrayed him. a clock, and she's like, oh, I know exactly where he is. Here yeah, he is. Exactly. It's and a she breaks creepy. into a church to find him. It's, yeah. a, it's a little creepy. Yeah. So. You know, they they break into a church. They go up to where the um for whom the bell tolls. Dun, 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 dun. Chad, do you know that reference? Nope. Dun, Have you seen dun, the beginning of Zombieland? Uh, yes. Yeah, Metallica. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, so they go up. And, I still think Metallica sucks. I just know it. Oh, okay. You know, like right off the bat, George mentions like, "Oh, nope, fuck you. I do not want to talk to you." Because of what happened in Turkey. And then yeah. you're like, oh, shit. They he even warns hey, the other guy. They slept in Turkey, and then she left his ass, and then he got sent to jail. <laughs> well, he was high on tryptophan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so immediately as soon as she, she's like, oh, yeah, well, Philosopher's Stone, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh. Right, and right, right. Then the oh, yeah, chimes start dinging. Well, but she, so she mentions, the, I actually think he mentions it first. He's the one that's like, let me guess, it's 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 about the stone. And she's just like, you well, yes. And he's like, Yeah, fuck you. And then she's like, But I found the rose key. Yeah, exactly. And then right. that's when he's like, Oh. But, but then okay. he gets all mad because she went to Iran and it was so unsafe. And so he's she, still, she, went, she went to Iran so far away. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's so whipped that he was so concerned that she went to such a dangerous spot. Right. He's like, Oh, almost man, as I couldn't go with you. Ugh. You went by yourself. <laughs> she's his precious. His Flock of Smeagles. <laughs> You're going to keep running with that, aren't you? <laughs> if you're going to keep saying I ran so far away, it's going to get stuck in my head. But the chimes start dinging, and it's the first time these people have heard the bells 200, in 284 years. 284 years? Yep. No. And, you know, I. Is there any significance to that? Fuck the I know. Jake, did you look that up? Because I feel like you would no. look it up. No. <laughs> the thing with this is, I really like this setup for this character. I like the way that they do it for Pap Smear. What was his name? Papusa. Papusa. I wish they did something kind of like for each person where yeah, it's like the cosmos there's a little bit aligning. of a, There's a little bit of a backstory to him instead of just like meeting up and this is just some shallow character that's going to lead us well, into Like the deaths. navigation, like they just, that nudge two degrees and then yeah. they go straight to the I can box. see that. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, and it very clearly shows that he is the fixer, right? Hence the name. He, he... She needs him there. Yeah, there's he doesn't a reason. Need her. There's a reason why he's always there right. because he always has the answer. So, yeah. And then he sweet talks a curator, and she's super jealous about it. And then they get into the museum, and she finds the headstone of Nicholas Flamel, and she sets it on fire for some reason. And then she can figure out. Well, you gotta is. put lime on it first, right? So <laughs> they they were translating, and it was uh, lime and it lime ammonia they, ammonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it was ammonia and something. Yeah. So then she's like, "Oh, basically, it's a it's it's a basic cleaning, you know, solvent." So she pours it all over the stone, and they're like, "Yeah, you're fucking crazy. We're all going to jail." She lights it on fire, and then he's like, "Whoa, cool magic trick! Do it again, <laughs> <laughs> again, again. I love it." <laughs> so they were able to uh, transcribe whatever the fuck was on the back of the tablet because the fixer is there. He's able to transcribe it. 
the only reason why they were able to go as far as they are is because of Georgie Boy. So uh, Giorgio, if you will. Georgie Porgy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, from there, they end up going back to, I don't know if it's back to the hotel or wherever the fuck they are, but they're discussing where they like lay out a map, right? And they're like, okay, well, here's where the caverns are. Here is, uh, you know, how far, because they're like, oh, well, if it's so far down, I don't understand that because nowhere around here is going to be that far. And they're like, what? The caverns go this far. But then he's like, well, but that's only however many feet. And they're like, but they're also cave-ins. Happened when? It's years ago when the street just right. kind of disappeared and stuff. He said there's right. two cave-ins and then they kind of figured it out that those two cave-ins led. It means that there's an underground chamber. Of secrets, maybe? Maybe. Salazar Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, they go to the club. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Yeah, yeah. So she's trying to trick uh, Papillon, Papusa, Pap Smear into joining their little brigade of spelunkers. Wait, do they, don't they go into the caves first and some weird guy says like, oh, you yes. need to find this one yes, guy. Yes, 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 yes. Meet Papusa. Right, to go yeah. meet Papusa. And then he disappears. But he comes back later. Right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> Continue. I yeah, actually so didn't then, put a note so, about it. So they go to the club, and actually, uh, part of the trivia that I actually uh, remember reading about was that is an actual club in Paris, Ugh. and a DJ was actually playing a live set during the recording. That's which I thought was kind of cool. So as opposed to just silence, everybody silent. I love those when you see people who are dancing because there's no rhythm <laughs> at all, and it's just like <laughs> that's the way white people dance hey sell it man sell it you're <laughs> fucking doing great <laughs> I don't know how familiar you are with this thing called the internet but there's a great thing where people are racist against white people because very often in infomercials when people do stupid things like they can't get the top off of a barbecue sauce bottle or they spill something on themselves it's usually a dumb looking white person and so they use those as a means of being racist against white people it's the funniest fucking thing in the world and if you haven't seen it you should look there are literally compilations of like 30 minutes of infomercial bloopers, which I guess they're not bloopers because they're effectually doing what they want to do. And it's hilarious. Huh. I'll check it out. You will. So <laughs> what's really great about this shot is it kind of shows what kind of person Papusa is because he's like, well, who the fuck are you? And why do you think I'm just going to take you into catacombs? What do I look like a tour guide? And they're like, OK, but by the way, there's treasure. Oh, <laughs> the fucking tune changed real quick. Did you get right. a Lando Calrissian vibe out of him? What was yeah, that? yeah, like in a yeah, yeah. to be like okay. super suave and yeah. I could see that. I could see that. He's so, been through some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he asked for half the treasure uh, that they find, and she's like, "You could have all of it." And then George, yeah, like, whoa, 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 George, George is like, half half time. George is like, slow your roll, <laughs> slow your roll. So simmer down now. <laughs> So they agree to uh, to half the treasure, right. and then from there. But also, before they even get there, you see uh, Benji happen to notice the girl yes. outside of the the club. And then as he's walking, as he's walking through, you look and you look through the window, and she's gone. Right, and yeah. so that's kind of like a reoccurring theme with Benji. Exactly. Yeah, it, like it happens with Big Ben George the Fixer too when he sees his little brother. Yes. Which I thought it's interesting that you have a character named George, a little brother who dies, and underground. I was like, huh. Yeah. Maybe an, an homage to Stephen King? Georgie. <laughs> oh, so I played uh, I played air hockey against a kid at that shitty arcade over the weekend when okay. I was in Colorado. That, the, so the air hockey actually worked? 
yeah, we had to test seven different tables and one wow. of them worked. Yeah. Okay. And oh, by the way, real quick, there is an arcade that opened up in Glendora that we can go to. Okay, if you want to lose at air hockey, that's fine. Ooh, so anyway, fuck. I'm kicking hey, this kid's ass. Bonus episode, maybe. I'm down for it. <laughs> and so I'm kicking his ass, and he says the only reason he lost is because I look like Pennywise when I bent and like looked, you know, up my eyebrows at him. And I was like, I can't tell. Is it if because I... of the red hair? I don't have red hair. Do you think I have red hair? Ginger. I don't have ginger hair. <laughs> My wife and daughter have ginger hair. I have like a speckled ginger beard, but that's it. How dare you? I mean, not that there's anything wrong with gingers. I love them. My bad. No, we're sorry. Right. I did not know it was a uh, hot it's topic. Not. I'm just making it a goof. You're fine. You brunette bastard. <laughs> I my hair is so boring. Whatever. You guys have hair. Shut up. <laughs> So then what happens? <laughs> so God damn it. So they go is, underground. Yeah. Well, you meet the well, rest of the team. Yeah. Oh, so God, you meet, and there's the tackling police. There's one yeah, yeah. police officer who ruins everything and so, they decide to hide underground from one but, guy. But even even before that, though, I just I, I have to make note of the him bringing up, hey, what's up with Papoose's hand? Why is it burnt? And then Zed says, oh, well, we don't we don't talk we about don't Right. And so you're like, okay, something clearly happened in the past. So it's just a little bit of like good for setup. Job. Yeah, exactly. So they end up walking down to where the entrance of the tunnel is, and you have the fixer, Big Ben, um constantly reminding the group, constantly reminding Scarlet. I'm just here till it, you get to the tunnel. I'm just here until we get to the end of the treasure. I'm just, yeah. Wait. <laughs> essentially the entire time. He's like, well, I just. So Dante, Dante Alguiri, Dante clerks. I'm not even supposed to be here today. That's what he reminded me of this whole time. Okay. That makes sense. Absolutely. Like My job is not to do that. My job is just to do this. Right. Right. I'm just here to transcribe everything that you need translated. Yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And then. Fucking police officer comes, tackles Papusa. They all come, you know, rushing down into the cavern. He throws smoke bombs like <laughs> smoke a bomb. G, like a G. All of a sudden, he's out of just his like, utility belt. Yeah, yeah, fucking smoke bomb. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit. Hopefully that's a smoke bomb and not a bomb. They all make it down, and and then from there they work their way down into hell. And they find a choir with face paint that is silly, dramatic. And Chad, what did you notice that I missed? Titties. Four of them, I counted. Yeah. I, yeah. Both mm. these guys didn't believe me. And I was like, I, but, I've been married I, almost I, nine years. If there's a nipple, I'll find it. You know, it's funny. We all watch with our wives, right? <laughs> yeah. Why, why the fuck are they doing this episode? I'll put my feet up. What's, what's, so, what's so funny about it, too, is I feel like it was such a quick flash of a moment. But Chad was like immediately like, there. Pause. <laughs> Here you go. This uh, is where it's. <laughs> and they're not even like great. They kind of look like yeah. yams. No offense to the ladies, but I mean, I've I seen better. What about my boobies? Honestly, yours are fuller than theirs are, and Chad's are fuller than yours are. So <laughs> I feel like Chad with the right series of like mirrors could get. I feel like they have the 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 paint from the like tribes from like South Africa. Yeah, the red, right? The, the white and then the red and stuff like. Or maybe it's just from um, Green Inferno. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Remember when I thought that movie was gonna be good, and then we were like, "Well, I mean, it was a movie. It was worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I feel like it was worthwhile. It, it was. It's your the whole Holocaust. shock factor yeah. thing. And plus, I mean, I ended up taking the girl that I ended up marrying. So 
Aww. It was all worth it. <laughs> so for you guys out there, uh, take your lady friend to go see, uh, to go see like it's in fucking theaters anymore. Watch Green Inferno together. Or Cannibal Ferox or Cannibal Holocaust. Or Cannibal Holocaust. But you know what? Green Inferno does not scream Hannibal. <laughs> like, or Hannibal. Cannibal. Okay, I was, was going like, to say, uh, that's a it. different series. <laughs> yeah. It Thomas Harris didn't write about tribal cannibals. It, it doesn't, it doesn't scream Cannibal, right? You can be like, oh, Green Inferno. It's like about like a, f- a fire in the Amazon that a bunch of firefighters like go and fight. <laughs> right? That's a Green Inferno. Like if you say Cannibal Holocaust, they're like, fuck you. I'm not going to watch that. Hard pass. <laughs> so then what happens, gentlemen? I would tell you right now, but my app just completely crashed. That's fun. Okay, here we go. Sometimes, oh my God, I hated this. Sometimes the wrong direction is better, says the guy, because he's like, we don't want to go down that tunnel. It's spooky right, tunnel. Right, right. So they have, oh, well, first, <laughs> they walk by his fucking signature tagging. Pap. Right. Fuck boy. Right? <laughs> That's a fuck boy. You know the best? Dig- Not Brian. Okay. The but best that guy. tag of all time. Have you ever watched Summer Heights High? No. There's a kid named Jonah, and he does dictation. So he draws a dick. And puts Tation after it. Dictation. I like it. I like it. It's a lot better than Pap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pap Shmia. <laughs> On a bagel, you put Pap Shmia, right? So, yeah, they pass by. He, he points they at it. He's like, oh, oh, fucking check this out. That's me. <laughs> I'm so cool. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, or whatever. So they get to a spot where it's almost like a, a fork, right? Right. They have the bones. Damn bones. Or they have a clear spot that seems like it would be the most logical spot. And Scarlet is very much throwing the temper tantrum that she gets used to. Uh, Lara Croft's like, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. I'm going to save a bunch of time going this way. He's like, no, we never go that way. People that go there never are seen again. And you're like, oh, fuck. Maybe you should listen to Papusa. But no, they end up going. Well, yes. This is also where yes. they reference that they had a friend that went missing. Yes. La, la, I don't know. La Biblioteca. Something French. <laughs> Something that translates to the mole. I have it here. Hold on. La Tapoke. La Taupe. La, so I was close. Blow Nicomedes as La Taupe. Okay. So the mole. <laughs> so yeah, they, they basically lost the mole. He lived down there for multiple years. He ended up knowing. Or did he? He ended up knowing all of the tunnels up until that point. And he's like, well, fuck it. Curiosity. What did it do? Did it kill the mole? They it definitely might have. missed out on an opportunity. Yeah. Curiosity killed the mole. When he comes back later, they should have been like, holy moly. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, or if they're 80% of Brian's dinner, it would be guacamole. That's true. It's a cheap dinner. I like it. So, I'm trying to think of other mole jokes. <laughs> now. I'm like, oh God, what's, what's going to come out of his mouth? Roly poly moly. So, they all end up going up the uh, mountain of bones, and Benji then freaks out. Yeah, he gets very claustrophobic for the first time and screams. And I kind of wish there were more sequences like this just yeah. because to make the environment scary, I think would have been a more effective. Well, yeah. And it also, it just adds the element of claustrophobia, which yeah. is like a very real fear for fuck a good majority of people. I feel like I like this scene a lot. I thought it was really effective. Well, one of the things that drives me crazy is so often you hear of fears like claustrophobia and they're almost made to look like that person is hypersensitive or something until you're in a situation where you've been like collapsed and can't breathe or whatever. <laughs> 
I was digging a hole, funny enough, for an outhouse when I was like 13 or whatever, and there was a partial cave-in, and I had enough room to breathe, but I like legitimately terrified me that I was looking up a six-foot hole that was just narrow enough for me to climb up, and if this chunk of the thing fell, the rest of it could fall and I could just die. And that, yeah. I, I was like, holy shit, I totally get it now. My story up- is not nearly as cool. Were you in a shithole? No. <laughs> I had to go get an MRI. And I'm a big fat guy. So they had to like, <laughs> they told me to like fold my arms in because they couldn't fit me in the machine. And so like shoving me in like a sausage. And <laughs> is it and like a plunger? Yeah. If I could lay flat, I would have been fine. But because they had to like squeeze me in and I couldn't move at all. I was totally like, no, nah, I'm done. Get me out of this. For some reason, I have the, the song uh, from, what was it? Tommy Boy? <laughs> fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> yeah, it's fat guy in a little MRI. <laughs> How flattering. <laughs> so what what I think is really cool about this scene is you don't see what happens behind Benji. You only have the camera view of like his face, his arms, how stuck he is. And then you hear the chorus of the people singing. <laughs> yeah. The 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 booby ladies. Well, what I love is that he's reacting to it. Like, why the fuck are they screaming? Right, right. That's really cool. Because yeah, it's it's not something where it's the omniscient, like, oh, the the audience hears that, yeah. but he does not. Like it's it's clearly like, oh, they're singing more aggressively as he's like freaking out more. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, finally makes it out as he's uh, wiggling he ends up getting loose and it almost it causes like a cave-in right oh uh, of the damn bones as they're proceeding then you find pap has uh, been there before apparently because well, there's a tag but yeah he's exactly it's it's right, it's, right. it's essentially it's a mirror of where they once were exactly but right. it's it's opposite right just like a mirror yep so He's like, well, that's none of this is right because this should be here and here should be over yeah. there. And they're like, okay, yeah, that's real fucking funny. You were, you've obviously been here. Exactly. And then it cuts to the phone ringing, which I thought was a fun gag. You know, the this you know, phone rings a couple times and they're kind of confused. And it's very interesting that you could hear simply a phone ring and it be somewhat chilling. And then when the phone goes, Laura Croft opens or answers it. Hello. And it's her dad's voice saying, like, why weren't you there for me? Like, right. Right. And they don't even say anything about it. She's just teary eyed and hangs up, which I understand, like the perseverance, because big boy George does the same thing later when he sees his brother. And when he has the thing with the piano, he which is literally immediately after this. He doesn't go, oh, my God, you guys, my dead brother's ghost is here and I need to confess something to you. It gives you at least the breadcrumbs to get there, but it's not completely heavy handed in your face. Like, oh, this is what we need to fix. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, he initially just said it at first, right? Yeah. Just like, oh, me and my brother used to play this this song and we had, you know, it was just a piano just like this and the F4 or whatever right. the fuck it was never worked. And they then, do a lot of uh, crumbs that kind of lead into like their fears and stuff, which is cool. And they don't spoon feed you. Right, right. And I, I, I like that they continuously add little tidbits of information as far as the tunnel. Oh, well, this is where the people, this is where a tunnel collapsed. This is where you had 50 people come in for search and rescue and they all disappeared. Right. And they also Mm -hmm. say, well, why the fuck um, is there a phone line? Well, aren't there phone lines running through here? Well, they used to have phone lines actually, but then they came and they, they took them all away. 
So I don't know why the it was like 50 years ago or some shit is what he said. So everything seems to make sense. It's not just like, okay, well, here's some creepy sounding phone and we're not just going to explain anything at all. You're just going to be like, huh, that's interesting. Right. Like, I I like that part of this. It's funny that it's a creepy phone, but it's a standard phone ring from like the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this is something that's important. I took a quote from Dante Alighieri's The Inferno. No sadness is greater than a misery to rehearse memories of joy. I love the look on Big Ben's face when he's p- touching the piano and he has a serene sentimentality and then he hits that key that's out of tune and doesn't work. And yeah. he's like, oh. Yeah, fuck. right away he's like, he's like, what the fuck's going on? Right? He's like, okay, who's playing the sick joke? Because, uh, you know, I've told you multiple times I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're in. So they answer the phone, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they end up seeing the guy who they lost two years ago. The right, mole. The mole. And he, he he mentions like how he wants to, you, oh, you guys want to get out? No. Well, first he says, you guys never came to look for me. Yeah. Right. right. And that, that seems kind of fucked, right? Like you're just like, oh, that is pretty shitty. Like it almost seems like they're not explaining the full story of what happened in the mall. Which is true. It feels like that, especially when you find out like who Pap is later. And Susie, I think that she and him are very closely linked. Right. Because she, she is very, you know, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but she is very comforting to him. She tries to be. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She tries to be very comforting to him. So, so this character is kind of like, so the anti Inferno, which is what starts everything. There are those who are, never choosing between good and evil and that includes like nephilim or angels that never chose in the battle between good and evil and they're just doomed to wander so this character you never establish if he's good or evil at the start so he's effectively he's essentially like he's in purgatory not the terms that they would use but yes from our modern use right okay and so um, when you can call like limbo in the story there's also those who are you know were of good people who didn't like have the love of Christ, but that would be in Purgatorio, which would be after this. Okay. So this is pretty clearly specifically the anti-Inferno. So you're, you're right, but the language that you're using... It would be more limbo. Exactly. Okay. So they go lower into one level. Um, I think it's kind of weird. When the dude falls, it's a really cool effect when he falls from over them in the tunnel, but it's just, it's so hard to imagine why they're going down this way. Like... For him, the so the mole guy says the only way out. The is only down, way out is down, which is true in you know the circles of hell. But the fact that you would follow some guy who's been missing for two years, who appears out of <laughs> yeah. nowhere when you're running away from one cop, not only that, but he has like superhuman speed. Exactly, you're he's like, like what the fuck? Yeah. He was right in front of me, and now he's like oh, he's thirty the, feet away. But he's got like the Michael Myers walk, where it's like the slasher, he's yeah. walking, and he's just like, whoop, I'm way over there. But he, this is something that I would appreciate. I understand the budget would be harder, but I kind of wish that the whole scene with the cop was more like the warriors where you see a bunch of cops creeping into the area and then they kind of strike because if it's more than one cop, it makes sense that these people would all run and be desperate. Right. To get away. If it's one cop, they might just like turn against them and be like, fuck you pig. Yeah. They can overpower them. Yeah. What's <laughs> yeah. pig in France? You don't, you don't know. Le the, pig. Mm-hmm. Le pig. I'm going to Google it. You guys continue with the story. <laughs> Big what happens then? They go down the freaking well tunnel. Pork. Hole. Oh, or the female version is tree. Tree. The group. Uh, tree. Uh, <laughs> Did you say tree? Tree. 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 Pa. Tree. 
paw. Oh yeah, okay. So Tui? the mole leads them Tua. down into the um into the tunnel where there's water, right? And they're walking over the water. Um somebody drops something into the water. As soon as like the the water makes a rippling effect, like the, all of the sounds distorted. Yes. And it's to the point where like none of them can hear each other. And it becomes very fucking loud to the point where it almost sounds like a, a siren is going on. Yeah. So yeah, the second le- uh, level of the hell is lust and lust is described as a raging storm. So the way I took it was there's water underneath them and there's this rumbling uh, sound, which you combine them and effectively you have the equivalency of a storm in a modern underground scenario. Well, one of the writings on the wall, if they read, says like when the horn sounds, the dead will rise. And oh, it sounded shit. really loud like a horn. That's and as true. soon as they, after that happens, you see the dead boy uh, in that exact moment for like a, it's like a two frame shot yep. of a dead kid. So I was like, okay, like now the dead is now active and out. Right, right. Absolutely. Game on, motherfucker. <laughs> At the end of the path, they come across a dead end. But from there, George and Scarlet seem to... and. At this point in the the movie, it seems like they coincidentally find things. They're like, "Oh, but here's an Egyptian carving." <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that I know I, everything about. Yeah, and I happen yeah. to know that this means this and this and this. And you're like, "Oh, the Indiana Jones, right? Exactly. exactly. Every time, <laughs> the incidental hero. Here, this it's means this and this. Kind of reminiscent of Goonies, too, right? Which yeah. is why Monster Squad is better. Suck a dick. <laughs> Every fucking week. Every time. <laughs> we haven't even covered it. <laughs> I don't know if we ever can. I, we might have to get some better code. It'll be like and... five hours. It would be a five hour long episode. I probably would. It would be like a doctoral dissertation. So we move on. They get to the stupid puzzle. They figure it out. Right. So get... it's it's that's where the stones are. Right? right. And they figure out, okay, well, this is a puzzle because I know everything because Wikipedia and I happen to know that, okay, this is how many planets are within the solar system at this time. And then George is like, well, actually, um, <laughs> is it BC or whatever? And she's like, well, technically it's this. Okay, but in this time period, they don't consider Earth part of the planetary system. So it's actually seven. So seven stones down or is it seven stones up? They don't know. Neither do I. I'm guessing it's seven stones up, but apparently I would have been fucking dead because <laughs> they chose seven stones down and that was the one that worked. They pull the stone. All of a sudden, an opening appears. They're like, fuck, that's cool. Let's let's go check it out. First one down. Anybody? Guess? Mm-hmm. Who's the first one down? Lara fucking Croft. Yeah, she's like, fuck you guys. I'm going <laughs> first because this is my expedition. I took this to be supposed to be the gluttony, the next circle of hell. Because in that, it, the effect is that it's raining down filth, and I took that to be the stones. Okay, I can see that. I kind of had to ham fist that. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt like some of these levels that they're trying to uh, associate with the different, I guess, levels or circles of hell, they're a little far-fetched. Yeah, and there's no Cerberus. Not even like a graffiti on the wall. Right, said. right, exactly. So she goes headfirst down into the tunnel. She ends up, you know, George, you need to check this out. They go down, they see like a fucking full knight in Templar, fucking like fully not decomposed like at all. And they're like, that's fucking weird. Looks a little thin, but he's all, he's all there. Why is, why is that happening? You know who it is? I do not. Nicholas Flamel. That's who it is. Huh. 
because okay. he he did die even though he used the philosopher's stone, but he never degenerated. Which is why when you see the degenerated body when they come out the other side and it's he's the, actually like full on fucking skeletal. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping something would happen, but like yeah, something spooky, something. right? Because they kind of set it up for that way, but nothing. Isn't there a Knights Templar in one of the Indiana Jones, the Last Crusade? Yeah. Yeah, let's get that action going. He looks just like that guy. <laughs> it's when he has to choose the goblet or whatever. So Lara Croft uh, sees inscriptions on the wall, right? She basically says, okay, hey, the Philosopher's Stone's real. This is proof of it, right? From there, they see water, right? And she, everybody has their lights on. And she, again, because Wikipedia, she's like, everybody <laughs> turned their lights off. Okay. Yeah, well, there's so, like a saying on the wall, and it sounds a lot like the Green Lantern like motto. I even wrote like Green Lantern because I didn't even write what it was. It was I was like darkest day and brightest God light or something. Damn it, Chad! Now it's gonna. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> so everybody turns off their lights. From there, it's uh, glowing in the water, and right. she's like, "Okay, well, we clearly got to go in this fucking water hole." They go down into. Uh, it's like what hip height. And she's like, there's a loose stone. They end up taking a bunch of stones out. And she's like, fuck it. It doesn't seem like it's a legit place to go swimming. I don't know (laughs) that there's even an opening, but I got to go. So she fucking goes headfirst, swims down into the water tunnel of doom, and she makes out the other side. What happens on the other side is there's a fucking bunch of treasure. It looks like it's from um, Disneyland. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So it looks like Pirates of the Caribbean on the other side. Uh, she's like, oh, well, me, I know I'm not supposed to touch that because that's not the actual treasure. Right. right? And there's a bunch she's of like, torches lit and everything. I'm, yeah. I'm above that. So. And this is your circle of greed. <laughs> okay, that's true. Well, this one makes sense. Yeah, totally. Because uh, all the treasure is behind a gate that's like locked. Right, exactly. So did she, you like the kind of Indiana Jones style when she says, oh, my God, it looks so ordinary when referring to the stone? Because it reminded me so much of the, you know, the goblet or chalice or the Holy Grail. Right. When it's right. Like poppers. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, so they pull out the, the, the gate. They, yeah. There's a cave in. Susie gets bashed in the fucking brain. And so she uses this stone and she grates on it and she rubs it on the lady's arm and she's fine. And rather than having a broken arm or anything like that. So no, like, so you say she gets bashed in the brain. No, she just gets. Just she gets fucked up. Yeah, it's her yeah, arm. You're doing a little foreshadowing because she, yeah, no, she her, gets her arm, arm gets arm fucked gets, up yeah, and then cut, she yeah. heals it and then she gets her brain bashed yeah. in. And so that's the one time that it works. And it right. doesn't work later, right. but then it does kind of work later. So this is I could see how this would be confusing to somebody, but it, this is why I wish that this was on a different level like fraud. But it's on greed, so I wish that her what she's doing and what is, they're is doing. What matched. she's doing is fraud, because it's a stone that's fake. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. but that's the thing. Fraud happens so much later when it's pap. That's one of the things that's confusing is you wish that they would save. I understand why for the pacing of the movie they would do it this way, but it doesn't really make sense to have her over here and them over there, right? Without right. Without her right. expressing any sense of greed, why she would be tricked. But that's you know neither here nor there, I guess. This movie, in a lot of ways, gives off a very Event Horizon vibe where a lot of shit's happening and you think that there's like an overarching like skeleton to it. But then when you think about it, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So after after the cave in, after she saves Susie and the Banshee, they go into another tunnel. From there, you see Scarlet and George and she happens across a uh, inscription that says uh, abandon all hope oh, yeah. ye who enter. Exactly. Yep. Right. 
That should have been above my ex-girlfriend's uh, headboard on her bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Take that, lady I haven't seen in seven years. Right. So every, every, everybody's like, what the fuck does that mean? And then he explains it. And he says, basically, that's what's inscribed on the gates of hell. Which is awesome because Pap is like, are we dead? Yeah. 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 And I remember the funny. first time I saw this movie thinking, when they had that initial cave in, everybody died. And this is just their souls going through. But then, spoiler, through the movie, you find out that they're not dead. And they have it's their actual physical bodies. Blah, blah. But I did like that kind of self-realization of like, shit is way too weird. Right, right. I, this can't be real life. So this has to be like some and this, brain dream after I've right. died. And, and this is where when they crawl through, when they end up coming into another room, it's the exact mirror of where they just were. And then that's when that's when it has Papusa saying, are we dead? And yeah. she's like, no, no, we're fine. And then that's when, when, Susie, they, swim, when they swim underwater. Susie, sees, sticks, Susie is, sees Mole. In in this room, this is where Susie sees Mole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, he disappears, and then he's like now in the corner. All of a sudden, well, he's no, now you in the have corner. to do the River Sticks first because really? River Sticks is wrath. And then when they get out, she sees Mole and she approaches him when he's sitting there, and she tries to comfort him. And this is where he does the double choke slam and then bashes her face yeah. to fuck on yeah. that stone. Yeah. So the re- the only reason I bring it up is because that's the Sticks is integral for the Wrathful. So there you go. I um, enjoyed this kill. That's it's my it's my slay of the game. I think that it's super brutal and it comes, you can see that something's going to happen, but I think the way that it was fun and also it lets your brain do a little bit of figuring things out because everybody else kind of seems to be killed as a method of their own demise or whatever. Like, yeah, that's true. And so with him going missing and them not looking for her, I took it and I could be yeah. entirely wrong in my interpretation. She and Pap, maybe there was something where like a love triangle type situation mm-hmm. and, and they, they specifically didn't fucking look. him over. Yeah. Yeah. By not looking for him or whatever. Yeah, that so makes this sense. So this is her getting the revenge, just like Fireboy gets his that revenge. That is Mole getting his revenge on her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, at that point, he is just a device. So he is still like the limbo type character. Right, He's right, He's just right. operating for the circle of hell. Yeah, so then that's when you find out that the, the stone doesn't work on dead people. Sorry about it, Papusa. <laughs> no, it doesn't work at all from this point on because it's a fraud. It's right, a, but you know, I mean, they actually mention... She says it. She's like, well, I can't use it because she's already dead. But then when she shows to use it on Big Ben, she but can't big, use it either. Right. That's but she point. tries to use it and it still doesn't work, right? Yeah. yeah so at this point, true. she thinks that she has an explanation as to why. But then later on, it's just, it's not working. It's a fraud. That's why she puts it back and she becomes magic person. Right. There's another part of the riddle where she said they, she had to put the stone back and what reconcile or something. Yeah. Repent, yeah. something like that. Right after this happens, they have to keep going, right? And then Scarlet sees the news hanging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the thought that was nod really to her cool. father. Yep, which is cool that it's a consistent theme throughout. And it doesn't take a whole lot of effort. It, you know, this is way better executed than the news in fourteen oh eight. But never mind. Uh, <laughs> then we get to to Brian Slay of the game with Benji. Yes. So they're going down yet another level in yet another tunnel, which is right. very similar. Right. And Benji hears a baby cry. Well, what's interesting is like the stationary cam, like you have no other real option. Right. 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 So it's just so awkward and it, it stands out in your mind because it's the only like steady cam scene or not steady cam, like stationary shot in like the whole movie. It I feels feel like, like I feel like why this is my slave of the game is because there's been m- multiple instances uh, as a kid where I've been in hairy situations where I've been hanging off this, the edge of roofs or, you know, off the edge of a cliff or stuff where I shouldn't be. 
and I'm like, oh shit, at any moment I can slip and fall and I'm fucking dead or I'm hanging from a tree or this or that. Just something that seems like you can be put into that situation. And that's where I feel like I'm like, oh shit, I'm way in over my head trying to rappel down this fucking well. And so it's just him with his arms like hanging over the edge. And I'm just like, no, I, that's me. I can totally see myself doing that. You just reminded me that I actually had a nickname for him and I wanted to call him Creed. I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking maybe six feet. Nope, nothing. so yep. far nothing. down. I, I feel like there's a reason. That. I feel like there's a reason Creed died. Yeah, and just like your character, he dies. And here's your great part. He is heresy because he falls in the form of a cruciform, which is not Jesus. And so Interesting. Scott Stapp also not Jesus. There's a video of him getting blown in the same room as Kid Rock. Super weird. Look it up. What is the quote? Oh, Wait. I googled it too. I couldn't find. What Did you? Talking no, about I'm googling it. So in the brightest day, in the blackest night. But that's no, that's the, the Green Lantern yeah. one. But she says something similar to that. So heresy and violence are intertwined, and they breeze through both of them. So I just kind of want to give a quick clarification as to why violence. Algieri defines in three different formats. There's violence against God, violence against man, and violence against yourself. And so heresy and violence are intertwined. So they do both of them at the same time. It, I assume it, I might be giving them extra credit to try and move this along. Uh, but that's what I see with huh. Benji, especially with him falling in that crucifix form. Then you see Jonah crawls and he sees his brother under the water and he's like slapping it and he's saying, oh, you know, baby brother, ha, come to life. Yeah, it was a weird do, effect. Do you do you think if you were in his situation, you would do the same thing? No. Like, I'm like, dude, that why would your dead brother be there? Like, you're like, OK, I get it. It's like extra drama, but yeah. it's it's silly. It's kind of play to- off him having so much guilt that he loses his mind and tries to save him because he couldn't back then. But yeah, it was not that great. It's hard in this kind of cinematography with found footage to articulate what he's going through. Like to have that kind right, of right. delusional state, you know, without some kind of blur effect or something to show that he's not in his right mind. But that's the thing that's effective in like Event Horizon, going all the way back to episode zero of Slashers, get on it, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, the point being these people are acting outside of their right mind. Why do you do that? Because of this ethereal, incorporeal right, force. Right. But in this case, because it's just head cams, you can't really articulate that that's happening to them. So maybe some droopy eyes, some swishing of the head or something to show yeah. he's out of sorts. But, you know, you can't blame the guy. He's I doing think, the best with what he had. I think right after here is where uh, Pupusa sees his homeboy in the, in the flaming car. Yeah, right? well, first it's a golden light. It's very comforting. And right. then they turn the yeah, corner, it's a car true. on fire with a guy inside of it. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And what's the first thing out of his mouth? He's like, oh, it's not my fault. It's, it's not, not my, my fault. fault. And upon saying that, boom, sucked into the car and buried with his feet sticking up, which yeah. is exactly out of Algeria's. And I mean, it, it comes it comes full circle, right? When it comes to why he has the the burned palms. Right. Yeah, right? Exactly. There's yeah, yeah. something that happened where he could have gotten a friend out, but he didn't. Right. Visually, him getting sucked to the car was really cool. Kind of like floating on his heels. The whole feet sticking out. Yeah. But then the, <laughs> but then when he gets sucked into the ground and the feet sticking out was just really lame. Even my wife laughed. It could have been done better. I if feel they like, had alluded I feel to like, Algiers, because they do talk about the Inferno a couple times, if they would have done a better job of articulating the parallels, I think it could have been cool. Like, it, even showing, like, an old drawing of it or an illustration to show how severe what we're talking about is. But you're right. Like, the even, CGI kind of... Uh. Even as played out as it is, I would have preferred a head sticking out, even, like, halfway. So that way, you know, it's, like, his mouth's covered. So it's, like, he's dead. He can't breathe. 
but I don't know. Just the I feet. Think I think this is more... a reference for the sake of references' sake. I don't think that it because it, it's right. not a major character in in the book or the novel or um the poem rather. It's a very minor person that he sees as he's passing through. So I think they just referenced it so that they could say, "Oh, look at that's the literary reference." Yeah, I just think it would have been more effective if it was a slower, like dragging into the ground or something. Instead, it's like a yeah. Harry Potter warp, like something time travel, like, and then it's just like his feet sticking out, and you're like, it just ends up being comical. Yeah, yeah where his like bones are crunching. It and almost seems, right, but his feet are just like. It, <laughs> it almost seems like his feet should have been wiggling yeah. for like a little bit, and then it stops. We should have did a green screen of you guys tickling his feet. <laughs> we still can. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so at this point, they find the black cloaked figure walking past the hallway. Yep. Uh, guess what? It's the devil. It's not the fucking cover art for that brand new album. It's it's Satan. And Who it's cares? A, he does nothing. It's a very different depiction than in the Inferno. I'm sitting. I'm walking. I'm standing. That's it. Well, I guess sitting, walking, standing are three different forms, much like the three heads of Satan in Algeri's poem. And he flaps his wings to freeze them. Nothing cold in this. Right. Nothing intimidating in this at all. Yep. I see that fucking guy. You know what I do? I challenge him to a board game like Bill and Ted's Bogus yeah. Adventure. You take off your shirt like me and just like <laughs> walk up and fucking rubbing, rubbing both nips. <laughs> I said Bogus Adventure. It's it's Bogus Journey. I need to take make it yeah. very okay. serious. Chad and I were talking about our you know, yeah. rampant anticipation of Bill and Ted 3 and... It's a classic. Give him a wedgie. If you don't like bogus adventure or bonus journey, I will say it again. You're wrong. I'm sorry. Bogus journey better than this movie. Definitely. (laughs) Sorry, Brian. (laughs) Brian's looking at us like I hate you. Whatever. When's the last time you've watched it? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth rewatching together (laughs) in a group. Watching it alone, you won't laugh as much. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, When it comes to the three like worst betrayers in history, you have Judas, Brutus, and Cassius. And they're all completely encapsulated in ice. There are some other people who have committed atrocities or whatnot, but those are the ones that you know, Satan has reserved a special spot for. And it's an interesting amalgamation of Roman Catholic and history. It, I like it a lot. That's probably the thing I take away from Algieri's work the most is the amalgamation of different types of religion and philosophy. And so in this, nobody, nothing happens to anybody. This is a, a very intense well, it's a, visual. It's a, it's a holy trinity. Um, I wouldn't say that I would say, you know, I, the fact that there's three. Yeah. But the fact of who it is, you know, yeah, you're taking that's true. your Judas, obviously with uh, Jesus and then Brutus and Cassius, obviously with Julius Caesar. So it, it is simply the act of betrayal. And so in this, we had Chad and I had talked about it pretty extensively. I wanted Laura Croft to be revealed as a betrayer or Ben to be a betrayer. Like maybe he reveals, oh yeah, I was going to betray you all along and I was going to take the gold when you came out. Like I had a, a plan with a gun or something like right, that. Right, or this right. other dude. For everybody to get out scot-free, I get that it's a reversal of expectation, but it's also a monumental yeah. waste of intense imagery. And I can only conclude that the budget was gone by this point. Yeah, well, I mean, George gets like stabbed in the neck. No, he gets bitten in the or neck. Or bitten in the neck, right. Fucking... By one of the faces in the wall, yeah. which reminds me of Labyrinth. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. I love the hands in the labyrinth. So yeah. one of the really hands going down. Yeah, that's great. One of the really <laughs> um, kind of rare sentimental things that happens in the film is uh, when they see the ghost or when they see Satan, uh, they're hiding around the corner. And then George looks over. Uh, Big Ben looks over at Lara Croft and he's like, Psst. oh, God, I hated this part. Really? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. It, it seems like it seems like I, I I wanted to know more about it. Because they reference this a couple times. Anyways. It reminds he, me of Budapest in uh, 
What's it called in Avengers? What isn't that what it is? Budapest. Uh, you and I remember yeah, Budapest yeah, yeah. very differently. Yeah, because like she's like, I broke up with you, dude. He's like, it's the best week of my life. So she's just being polite, which is right, like mine right. too. So yeah, he he basically says, you know, what happened in Turkey was like the greatest week of my life. B T W. But to death. <laughs> so um, I'm surprised like Satan didn't like hear them and just like fucking decapitate all of them when he says that'd that. That'd be super fun. I'd like that quite a bit. <laughs> so we're moving on to the part where right. she does the first person shooter doom yeah, scene. He, after he gets bit in the neck, she realizes the stone's not going to work for him. And she's like, oh, I better go back and get the real stone. Because she right, figures out right. some riddle again. Well, yeah, she so she tries to use the stone on him. Right. It doesn't work. And then she's like, oh my God, I understand everything that's fucking something that takes somebody their entire life right. so to now try they, and figure out. Now they redo the doom scene from the movie where he's like running and shooting everyone, but she's just slapping. And yeah, going, isn't that no, awesome? She, Krav, Krav Maga. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty funny because as she's like running, she like slaps one of the demon statues in the head and it just like falls over and i was like i don't know i i found a lot of the scary quote parts pretty funny in this movie yeah but this does silly. get you to my favorite f- practical effect in the film which is the little trench of water that gets filled with blood and there's with, the hands yes, out. yes yes super simple but it's really effective yeah in this it, it drags her down even though i feel like there should be more struggle than that she literally just gets pulled in and then she comes crawling out yeah exactly yeah. so but uh you feel like they're also at the end of their movie and they're like, ah, fuck, we can't have much more editing. So move it along. <laughs> so then she confronts her dad who's hanging again and you hear the voice and she just hugs him and she just says, you know, I'm sorry. And and he disappears. Right. Well, but this, this is, is this after is after. She the, so she, she puts she, the stone back yeah. and she sees a reflection. Sees and a she's reflection. Blah, blah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck. She Why just, am I so yeah. stupid? I should have figured it out a long time ago. I think the only reason she falls in the blood is that her face is red. So you could draw the direct comparison to the red stone that's fake and her being the red so that she is the true. Oh, I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. She just turns into I dream a genie and winks and everything goes away. <laughs> Effectively, yeah. She yeah. shows up and she's like, hey, ben. What's, what's fucking crazy, though, is like I, I still like the shot of her climbing up the well. Right. Because it shows like how much like strenuous like fucking labor she has to go through. It was pretty so, cool. I did yeah. like that. They don't just skip through everything. So they skip a few things here and there. But that was one of the things where I'm like, fuck, dude, I would have gone like two feet up and be like, ah, you know what? I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so from there, Jonah admits that circumstances of his brother's death where his brother's leg was caught, he was drowning and Jonah got lost trying to find help. I don't know that that's something that you have to apologize for or atone for. This is just your brother died. If he had said like, oh, I was too afraid to go and admit that we had gone somewhere we weren't supposed to go and he died, something like that. I think that works a little bit better. And then you have the other dude who's also the you know father of a bastard which is unfortunate but kind of weird that that's that parallel right yeah um the, as soon as they say that they jump down the hole they find the manhole they open it one of the better practical effects of the movie where, where they push out. they push down the manhole and it pops back up right? right i thought that was really cool and then they come out and i think that this is an interesting scene i would have really liked to kind of have it evolve more where it's the three of them it's like how awkward is that? Like, what do you say to somebody who you literally just went through hell with, who you just met? And you're like, hey, well, see you later. And he Peace just out. leaves. <laughs> yep. And you're like, wait, no, come on. You guys all survived this. Let's all just hang out for a second. Maybe group hug. Right. Instead, it's like, nah, see you later, dude. This is a two-man group. They're not even sure if this world is like real. And right. they're just like, ah, peace out. 
Yeah. Right? And it, so I, I started to think, like, is that character supposed to be, like, their version of Virgil? But he doesn't know enough to be Virgil. And it just kind of got, it gets a little mucky and confused at this point. The parable really kind of falls apart. And so they group hug. He walks off. Laura and Jonah hug. And then cuts to an interview where she says that she wants the truth that she can't handle. Right. And then that she can't handle the truth. Exactly. I like it. That's perfect. So just so you know, at the start of purgatory, there are the seven terraces of purgatory, which uh, mimic the seven deadly sins. So there could be a good sequel to that. And then there's the spheres of heaven and Christ and God is. Do you think they would continue with Lara Croft? Like she's like, well, I mean, I made it through hell, but I want to continue on. I'd like to say that. I think it'd be interesting. That'd be kind of cool. Absolutely. It's a paranormal Indiana Jones. Yeah, it, it's nowhere near as aggressive as the nine circles, but it, you know those. It has some in very intense imagery when it, co- it comes to talking about sloth and those, okay, uh, you know, vanity and whatnot. So Chad just left. I think I know the <laughs> answer for you. Would you say that this is a classic, a trashic, or a tragic? And for those of you at home who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, classic is a good good movie. Trashic is a good bad movie. And oh wait, cl- yep. yeah, yeah, tragic is a bad bad and movie. tragic. This is a classic. Yeah, I could see why you'd say that. I am so close to Are you classic. doing trashic? I am. Okay. Just because it feels rushed. Like there's, you have a, you know, a good concept. This is, I think Chad even mentioned this. If this was a student film, this is an amazing student film. Right, right, but if, right. But as it is, is a, a movie I can see budget. where you can cut some things and add extra to other parts. Like for instance, with the whole Nicholas Flamel thing. I feel like they could have they could have nixed it and been like, okay, well, let's add more effects to it or whatever. Yeah, commit more or don't. I mean, it's right. kind of weird. And like, there's no zombie effect or anything. Like, he could have been an agent of the thing. He could have killed someone. Something could have happened. I can see that. The one that I really wanted, Chad and I were talking about it. So there's Minos, who's the character I told you about, who's like the hell Saint Peter, right? Okay. I love that character because in the poem, it talks about how he's coiled on himself like a snake. And the ringlets that it makes are like the circles of hell. Oh, wow. And I would have really loved some kind of uh, perhaps graffiti or something or, or even like an old painting on a wall or something that maybe the people could see. And when you're seeing it at that camera angle, you can see the word of like sloth. Or, or no, rather, that would be cool. Absolutely. Something to show where they're getting it. So yeah. You can kind yeah. of build that anticipation and have a stronger framework. I, I yeah, I can see that. And I, I could also agree with you what you had mentioned earlier, where some I feel like some layers of hell are kind of murky. You don't exactly know which one they're going to or exactly. why. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Chad, did you rate this as a classic, trashic or tragic? Tragic. Sorry, Brian. Wow. Wow. Opposite end of the spectrum. We have all three of us. Oh, that's a first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good, though. I, I mean, don't think I feel that like be- there should be parody. I don't think that it should beat Parody? Jaws. Parody? I don't think that it should beat Blood Diner, and I don't think that it should beat So I Married an Axe Murderer. No, absolutely not. Okay, just making sure that it's was It's somewhere clear, so. in the middle. I guess I put it as like there was nothing super interesting, to me at least, that I would want to watch it again. <laughs> Rewatchability is very important to me. That's, I like it. I would. I mean, I've seen it three times already, so I would watch it again. But that's, that's I mean, me. if you talk about Jaws and Blood Diner, I will watch those movies anytime somebody wants uh, to watch it. You know what's funny? You watched Blood Diner over the weekend? Yep. So did I. Yep. The same exact day. Yeah. I, I always keep a copy of it on my laptop. <laughs> and when I was in Colorado with no reception, I was like, well, everybody's asleep. I I, uh, I still never seen it, but I also don't want to watch it alone because I feel like it's a 
it's one of those group movies as well. Yes, so honestly, very much. I, we both watched it alone, and I feel like it could only be made better by a group. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I showed it to somebody, and uh, I was like, "So, what do you think?" And they're like, "Well, I, I can never not see it." I'm like, "You're welcome." Uh, never not see, like Nazi, as in Little Jimmy Hitler, who's a character in the movie. Come on, guys, you got to catch up and watch every fucking movie so you can watch every episode. <laughs> Do you guys have any closing remarks as we wind down this episode on As Above, So Below? No, I think I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. All right, so a high energy zinger of a closure for this episode. Please do us an esteemed favor. Go and like us, subscribe to us wherever you can. Reviews help. Even if you say that I suck, apparently it helps some algorithm so that we're creating <laughs> some kind of feedback that makes us get published more. I don't know. It's weird. Everything is the devil and they're always trying to sell you something. We are not trying to sell you something, but if you'd like to go to Patreon, we have tiered systems that I think are more competitive than any other podcast that I've seen. Yep. We, you know, every single one from $1 to $20 has something very quantifiable that you get whether it's early access, bonus episodes. Or a uh, butt fucking t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly. And those t-shirts come, I get them custom made one at a time. So it's you can get whatever logo you want. You can get whatever design you want as part of that. But obviously that's the highest tier. So I have to make it worth your while. I say all that. If just you watching and listening is a support and we're grateful for that. But if you do want to do those things, it gives us more an excuse to hang out more, which we like, to watch more movies, which we like, and to give you more content, which we like. So that's pretty much it. Uh, our Facebook is facebook.com slash slashers pod. Our YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash C slash slashers podcast, because I couldn't get slashers pod for some reason. Wow. Uh, slashers pod on Reddit, slashers pod on Twitter, slashers pod on Instagram. Slashers Spotify, at Gmail. fucking all of them. Yeah, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Player yep. FM. Stitcher, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. You need it, we Podcast got it. Podcast Go, <laughs> Podbean, what you need. Overcast. Um, I'm missing a couple, but yeah. And honestly, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you, and I've, I've actually had this interaction before. I had somebody who's like, oh, I don't like horror, but my friend does. And I'm like, okay, what does your friend listen to? I will personally send you whatever link you want to get that to happen. Yep. And I have a verified new listener. Thanks, person whose name I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> They've only started listening this week. Come on. So very anyway. Good, very good. Uh, Chad, why don't you give them that last action line, buddy? Enjoy killing time. Until next week. Brian. <laughs> oh, it's me now? <laughs> if you ain't watching him dying, you ain't really trying. Oh, it's me now? For Brian, for Chad, for myself. For fuckboy. You're fuckboy. <laughs> Not me, fuckboy. You fuckboy. Oh. Children, children, finish. You fuck boy too. <laughs> I fuck man. Oh, no, that sounds wrong. Anyway. Does it though? It sounds wrong, but it feels right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Russian bathhouses, my friend. That's where all your Patreon money's going. So for all these goons, for our friends, for our family who tolerates us, I just want to say, go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. Can you goons believe it? Another week down. This is a tremendous little time capsule we've invented with this podcast where I can look back and think, man, what was I doing back in March? Oh, yeah, I was watching some bullshit movie. And what's going to happen in November? I'm going to be like, man, what was I doing in July? Watching some bullshit movie called As Above, So Butt Fucking Below. Well, 
that was our fun episode. Now it's time for Jake, your sultry, suave, debonair motherfucking host, to cue in Bayvel, B-A-Y-V-E-L-L, or at B-A-Y-V-E-L-L, band official, on Instagram and Facebook. That's the hidden track for this week with their song, Too Far. If you are in the Jonesboro, Georgia area, you should go to Furnace 41 on July 20th. Why? Because they're playing there. They're going to rip people's faces off. It's a delightful little time. So check them out. Check them out on social media. Let them know if you love the song. If you don't love the song, as always, keep it to yourself and fuck off. Once again, Bayville with their song, Too Far. Some say that I take my use of the word butt-fucking too far. Bayville.